Welcome to the Simply Live Fit podcast. In this episode, I talk to Raph Malcolm about getting back into working out during quarantine and how you can stay fit at home. Hope you enjoy. I saw you doing a virtual workout. Do you work for a gym? Yeah, so I work for a few places. I've had some independent clients here and there. I work with a good friend's company. He specializes with corporate uh, training sessions. So we um, do contracts with a lot of companies around the lower mainland. We actually have the McDonald's Canada head office, which is kind of funny. Um, But a lot of other companies as well that have um, fitness spaces, whether that's a yoga studio, whether that's an on-site gym. And so we're contracted to kind of go in there and lead various types of classes, a lot of different offerings. We have yoga instructors on the team. I come in and I typically do more hit style things, whether that's a Tabata influenced 20 second bursts type workout or a cardio core or strengthening, whatever the case may be. And then on top of that, um, was working at the Metro town good life as well before this all happened, but that's all shut down right now because of the, the pandemic. Um, so kind of gave me time to kind of lean more into trying to grow the independent client side of things. Cause that's what I enjoy the most. And you know, if the four months goes by or however long this happens for, and it seems viable, I would love to just pour more effort and time into that and maybe take a step back from the commercial gym side of things because yeah, I just love having those clients that I can really invest in. Um, so it's kind of a little outlook. Cool. So do you find it like way trickier to train people without any equipment? Like if they don't have equipment? Yeah, definitely. It, uh, it is something that is a bit client by client basis. Um, if you're a really big competitive lifting guy who it, it, there are challenges that are a bit more unique, but for a lot of people in that general population space or people that are still very fit, but their goals more align with fitness, with burning calories or getting lean. There's still actually a lot that we can do. Um, And it's actually been kind of a unique challenge, I think, for fitness professionals. I've kind of been following other people I know who are trainers or leaders in the industry here in Vancouver and seeing ways they're adapting, because this is new for all of us, right? Not being able to be in person with our clients. So it's, it's interesting seeing guys who are just on top of the fitness industry, just like, being on level footing with everyone else, trying to figure out how to use Zoom, how to use online things to to work with clients. So there's definitely challenges, but um, there's a lot that we can do, even if there is no uh, resistance equipment, weight equipment around. Um, A lot of people, a lot of my client base, their goals center around um, getting lean or getting more in shape or not necessarily goals that require having hundreds of pounds of weight. If you know how to use your body if you know how to use um, fundamental movements and the stuff you can find around your home so definitely yeah ask away of lots of cool things to kind of talk about but I'll let you kind of lead that discussion yeah that's super cool I find that like some people are either right now just like sitting at home doing nothing right, or right, they're right. more getting outside to walk more do you think that yeah. when this is over that some people are actually not going to return to the gym because they're used to yeah. getting active some other way? I think that's a strong possibility. Uh, obviously everything I say on that point is going to be anecdotal, but from people I've, I have talked to, there's a lot of that um, kind of sentiment, I guess, of 
giving it some time, even when the gyms do reopen, because a, a bit of concern is this a place where I am at higher risk of, of catching something, uh, just being cautious there. And there are a lot of people I know who have invested in a small degree to, um, supplementing their home gym equipment into making things that they can work out on sufficiently. And I think there are going to be a, a significant segment of people. I'm not sure how much, but definitely a portion of people who are going to be happy with the routines they've established and continuing those um, outside of the gym. I think people are going to be very cautious about returning to the gym in the same ways. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's really cool that it's kind of made people get creative and find ways to innovate and build on their routines at home. So, yeah. Especially in a small place, like if you're in an apartment, yeah, but that can really be doesn't take that much space to no. have a good workout. No, yeah, exactly. Um, so do you do like so. many uh, people on one call and then just yeah. sort of lead the exercises that way? So usually I kind of have two streams that I'm handling right now. And one is with that company. It's called Fortress Mobile Fitness, little plug. Uh, but that's with the corporate clients. That's group sessions. So that's actually taken more the form of almost like class and fitness instruction where I'm on that call with everyone else is in their own homes and they're all on that call up to 20 or so people. And I'm doing the workout right there with them um, in front of that camera. And that really helps with keeping the intensity high. I find it can be difficult just mentally when you're in your own living room, the same place where you watch Netflix and you just chill on the couch and you're eating chips all day to all of a sudden just flick that switch and be like, okay, now I'm working hard here. Because usually you go to a gym, you get in that headspace. I'm at the gym, I'm at the place where I work out, or I'm at the track, or I'm at the trail where I exercise. So mentally, it can be hard to make that switch. So finding ways like that. So in those group sessions, I've been doing a lot more just being involved in doing the workout alongside with the group. Um, it's a format that allows that to happen. Um, they know what they're doing, and they've been doing it for a while. So we can just do it together, and I can keep that energy high. For one-on-one -on -one clients, um, it's been a bit different, and um, I've just been making virtual programs similar to what they've been doing, kind of building that exercise library so it's all very accessible for them, and just planning through the week. And the big change, I think, with the one-on-one -on -one clients has been just how are we going to stay accountable when we're not seeing each other in person to keep that energy high? How are you going to stay motivated at home, right? Um, and that's been very case by case. I think it's been a learning experience for me in my coaching abilities, how to find the strategies that work for each person. But I think one general tip that may help a lot of people is uh, it can be difficult to find the motivation to work out at home. And I think what can be important is at the beginning of each week, you're setting out your five times that week when you're working out, putting those in your calendar and you're, it's not something that depends on how you feel that day. Like you're, you've made that a priority. You know, that's when it's going to happen. And even something as simple as going and doing it in your backyard where you can be in the sun, you can be outside and it's not like you're in that same living room space. So these little changes to just mentally trick your brain into thinking, okay, it's work mode. So yeah, definitely little tips and tricks that we like to put in place there. Cool. Yeah. Now, have you come across something like someone who wants to get into the gym or something, but they yeah. have like no experience yet and they don't know where to start. And like, as a in-person like trainer, you would evaluate them, you'd watch mm -hmm. them, you'd watch how they move. Yeah. But now at home, they just feel Definitely. lost. Yeah. Where would you start with them? Yeah. 
definitely. So that, that definitely is a challenging situation. I like to start with every person I start working with and even people I have been working with now that we've changed the situation a little bit and I, I don't have eyes on them as often, kind of going through this uh, like a Zoom consultation and assessment process where I can watch fundamental movement patterns through the Zoom call, kind of the best tool we have using that and do those weekly check-ins. And then making sure that with everything I prescribe exercise-wise, there's very clear, um, clear and direct demonstration videos they can reference. And so there's a, a mix between that dialogue, like providing those resources they can refer to through those videos, but then also in those consultations and assessments, especially when we're starting out with the program, I don't want to prescribe a, an exercise or a movement that you might not be able to do yet or you might hurt yourself doing, right? So just use using Zoom to get the eyes on for that assessment um, and then moving from there. And anytime there's that jump in a progression that you think you needs those eyes back on again, hopping right back on for another assessment. Um, totally love doing that. So, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And have you structured your workouts differently as in like not necessarily body parts, but full body workouts instead? Yeah. Um, a lot of full body workouts been using, um, a lot of circuit work or just using the small space to, especially for clients that are looking to um, burn a lot of calories or have that higher metabolic demand in their workouts. Um, a lot of lower intensity, steady state cardio options that a lot of people enjoy aren't quite as available right now. So unless there's someone who is an avid runner or they enjoy going for jogs and that type of thing, a lot of clients, their go-to is that uh, treadmill at the gym, it's that elliptical, it's that stationary bike, right? And so kind of leaning into those circuits more and leaning into that hit a little bit um, to use bodyweight movements, whether that's as simple as modified burpees or whether it's different types of lunges and squats that we're doing, throwing those all in a circuit um, to get those caloric demands met or the metabolic demands met rather. Yeah, so there has been a lot of full body stuff just trying to hit everything at the same time. Um, but I think it's been fun uh, changing it up even for the people doing it. Um, it's, it's crazy. Our body gets so used to doing something a certain way. So when we get to change things up, uh, it's crazy how much you, that can be a push or a stimulus for growth. So definitely on the full and body. And are you side. guys hanging in like the higher rep range or more of a time limit? Yeah, great question. Uh, if it's specifically on that, um, burning calorie focus, like a get lean, like a burn as many calories as we can in this workout. I like putting in circuits where we have a time that we're going for. That way it's not so much, oh, I need to hit 15 reps and I'm dying at 12. It's no, I need to get to 20 seconds. I'm not going to stop working until we get to that 20 seconds. And that work can look like different things to different people. And that's a great way that we can modify a program to fit a group or to fit different ranges of fitness levels where we say what determines how hard this is for you, you're trying to gauge your perceived exertion level. So I'm trying to gauge how hard this is for me. And I'm going to go at that nine out of 10 for 20 seconds. That's going to look different from this guy over here is nine out of 10. Maybe he's going to crank out way more push-ups than I am, but we're still giving that same exertion level for the whole time. Um, so using those time intervals and going through the circuit, usually how we're going through with those types of things. Yeah. And are you, cutting them a little bit shorter like a 20 minute circuit compared to like an hour in the gym yeah um for the circuit lengths it's 
it does definitely depend. It is a bit shorter if the whole workout is a focus on that type of thing. Um, a lot of workouts will have that hybrid approach where we can focus more on that strength or on those size goals for like the first half hour, 45 minutes. And we can throw in that 15, 20 minute circuit at the end. But yeah, you hit it on the head right there. Like 20 minutes, you can do a lot of work with a circuit. And you're not really needing, to, you don't need to push too far beyond that to get a really good burn in. Um, yeah, but that's good. Like kind of segueing into that other point. Um, I know you touched on um, rep ranges on time intervals. And a lot of like something a lot of people struggle with is trying to maintain those strength goals or those size goals and just thinking how am I going to do that with body weight movements? I can do four to five body weight movements to get to that ideal rep range of I'm getting tired with less than 20 reps of this exercise, right? So I'm elevating my feet up on a chair when I'm doing those push-ups, or I'm doing diamond push-ups or I'm powering off the ground with each push-up, right? Or those double leg squats are too hard. So I'm doing a pistol squat with one leg, but I think that's kind of that, that key. There can be this disconnect. People think I can't gain muscle or I can't gain lean tissue with body weight movements, you can. And the good kind of benchmark to kind of aim for is, am I picking a movement that tires me out? I'm failing with 20 or fewer reps. If you can find a movement that does that to you, then you're in that right rep range where you're targeting muscular growth, hypertrophy, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's so many different ways to just adjust it a little bit to make it harder. Totally, totally yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So with the high intensity circuits, uh, right. do you guys do just like a small warm up? And like, what are the risks of people who are more sedentary mm -hmm. now? They yeah. go into a workout for yeah. like 20 minutes and like, Definitely. what is the, is it a higher level of risk of injury? Yeah. So similar to any type of exercise, whether you're coming into jogging even, or coming into anything that your body isn't used to, you're definitely going to want to have that element of starting out foundational and over time, over the weeks, building up your body's ability to handle that, that progressive overload. Right. So, I mean, warmups just like with our standard gym warmups or anything we're doing, we want that heart rate elevated. We want the body temperature elevated. We want the muscles nice and warm. So we're still, intentionally focusing on making sure we get close to those five minutes at least of progressively um, progressively more intense movement through the warm-up also making sure we're hitting that full range of motion through everything we do and trying to think about what's the workout we're doing today are we focusing on a certain part of our body are we going to be using a lot of shoulder movements such as we're doing push-ups or push-up variations and we want to maybe throw some bear crawls or some arm circles or some things for our shoulder girdle into that warm-up so just those kind of principles of um, just warming up the specific groups we're going to use, but then also the whole body with something as simple as jumping jacks or running in place. But yeah, five minutes, that's really important. And then when we're hopping into those circuits, um, something I like to do, which it doesn't need to be universal, but I like having levels with each movement in a circuit, especially with online training where I don't necessarily know where someone's at. I'm not necessarily monitoring every workout. So I get to give my clients these levels. So each movement will have a modification, which is an easier version, and then a progression, which is a harder version of that same movement. And the related movements hit the same parts of the body um, and that type of thing. So for example, you could have a simple push-up progression where that modified movement is you're doing that push-up from your knees. And then that's um, 
standard base movement is that standard push-up and then that upper movement is you're doing a mountain climber two reps driving those knees up under your torso and then doing a push-up or some variations like that and you can apply that to every pretty much every foundational movement um, and that gives the person that leeway to say i'm gassed i'm dying and i'm only halfway through this workout because i'm a little deconditioned right now but these modifications allow me to finish my workout without killing myself, putting it through the roof and exposing myself to that risk of injury. Right. Um, but even with that being said, I think that's important for us as trainers to look at the frequency we're prescribing for clients. And if we know that they're deconditioned, which we should, because we should be having extensive consultations before prescriptions, talking about exercise history, talking about current fitness, health conditions. Um, and then we're just making sure to progressively load each week in a proper fashion where maybe that first week they're only doing one hard workout and they have a couple other easier ones. Um, so, and just progressing that each week, definitely. So to kind of sum that all up, definitely there is a certain amount of risk there anytime you're progressing your activity level. And as long as you're being smart and progressive about it and providing options as professionals for people at home to still get workouts in, even if they're not necessarily at the level they want to be yet, they can work to that. Mm -hmm. I find that sometimes people too will make their warm up too long where then they're not mm -hmm. able to give their full intensity into the actual workout. So yeah. keeping it sort of yeah. short and sweet, but still warming up those targeted mm -hmm. muscles is the right way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think for most workouts that people are doing five minutes is more than enough, unless you're doing something extremely technical, like some Olympic weightlifting Five minutes should be good get the heart rate up and just warm up those those parts because that's a good point I'm, I'm more used to people who try to skip the warm-up and jump right into things and then they're pulling muscles but no that's a good point as well so you don't want to stretch it on too long right now for someone who's like pretty in shape is it yeah. okay to do like six mm -hmm. full body workouts in a row without yeah. rest yeah um so six days in a row full body workouts is what you're saying yeah that type of thing yeah so the thing I would encourage, even if someone's at a high fitness level is that full body workout when they're doing six in a row, totally go for it. But that full body workout that you're doing for six days in a row, it's not going to look the same as your full body workout you do if you were only doing three that, that week, if that makes any sense. So what I'm trying to say is if you know you're doing three workouts this week, they're all full body, you're probably going to go really hard each one of those workouts. But if you know you've got a work, uh, workout week with six full body workouts scheduled, um, you're not going to go that nine, 90 hundred percent every single time you might have a couple of those sprinkled in and the rest are going to vary in that exertion level. And that's just like, you may well be able to handle that for a week for even two weeks, but it's only a matter of time before overuse issues start to come in, whether that's shin splints or a stress fracture down the road, whether that's something else that's tightening up an IT band issue. Um, yeah. So the body just needs that time. But increasing to have shorter, less intense workouts, but more of them, which is actually more beneficial to your growth as an athlete or as a healthy individual. So that's actually a really good approach to take. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and it's sort of gauging like, not every day you're going to feel like giving your all like there's going to yeah. be the days where you feel weaker and you feel yeah. more exhausted 
even if you're sitting at home all day. I yeah, find that definitely. sometimes even if I'm sitting in my bed all day, I feel more tired than if I were to get up and go do something. Right? It's weird like that. I know. Uh, I just feel like just so sluggish. But yeah, it's interesting. I've been talking to a lot of people who like have that problem. It's hard to get motivated at home and day, each day is different from the last. Um, and I've started kind of prescribing like workout plans where instead of people being so um, attached to, okay, Monday is leg day, Tuesday is this, Wednesday is my hard cardio day, right? It's more like, no, we got five workouts this week. You have your two hard days in there, your two easier days, and so on. And you're going to take that direction and put them into those days that you find you can address those needs the best, right? Maybe you wake up on that hard day and you're feeling like crap, right? that's fine. We can flex that, especially when we have programs where it's a lot of full body prescription. So we don't need to make sure we're keeping that chest day and that shoulder day far apart from each other. We're okay. Every day is that full body and we're allowed to have that flexibility and where we place our workouts a little bit. So um, that can definitely help when sometimes people are waking up and it's not the day they hoped it would be and vice versa. So, mm -hmm. um, now for yeah. Yeah, working cool. out, I would say that maybe one of the exercises that people are a little bit like they don't really know what to do is their chest besides push-ups like what could you right. do to keep yeah. your chest in shape yeah yeah it's going to be especially at home with minimal equipment a lot of variations on the push-up um and um I'll try to describe some as best I can without demos here right now. But uh, if you have like a sort of like a, a kitchen kind of floor, especially uh, with like a towel or something that'll slide on it, kind of like makeshift sliders or gliders that some people have um, that can throw a lot of awesome things into the mix there where you can, even from the knees, have those hands on those towels and they're spreading out and then coming together to create that adduction in the chest, similar to a chest fly, for example. Um, one that I really enjoy is, uh, similar to a push-up movement, but one side will be elevated. So I'll try and let's see if I can kind of like, um, if I'm facing this way, right. And I have my hands out, like I'm doing a push-up. I get like a couple thick textbooks or a phone book. If people still have those or a stool or something like that and put one hand on it. So one hand's going to be elevated a bit off the ground. And so as I come down, when I'm coming up, this hand, which is lower is going to be extended before this hand is. And I can create a little bit of extra adduction. So as I straighten this hand out, my torso will turn towards it. And that's because the one of the jobs of the chest is to bring that arm across that body, that horizontal adduction. So not only are you getting that push up in, but you're also kind of getting a miniature fly in on that side as well. So um, that's really great. Um, but yeah, there's a takes a little bit of ingenuity, a little bit of creativity to take it away from the standard push-ups and for myself even in my personal routine when i'm doing a push push-up exercise um, based workout yeah it's a lot of um diamond push-ups or elevated push-ups where my feet are up on on something or power push-ups where my hands are trying to leave the ground and that type of thing um, but something that can get overlooked is even if you're sick of your push-ups and you do try to throw a couple variations in there try and finish that workout with some core work with some cardio work from that high plank position where you're up in that push-up position and you're doing your mountain climbers your twisted mountain climbers your sprawls or burpees because the chest especially after it's fatigued a little bit it's going to tire because it's going to be working holding yourself in that plank position automatically so 
just, you know, little ways of tricking it into doing a little bit more work for sure. Um, yeah. That, those are, that's great. I have never yeah. even, I didn't even think of the one with your arm elevated on books or something like that. Yeah, no, there's some good ones out there and, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of cool people coming up with some cool stuff for that too. So awesome. I mean, I'm going to steal like two minutes here to do a little, like, cause I know people are out there ordering gym equipment and stuff, but I think something that gets really overlooked is uh, suspension trainers. I think a lot of people should look more into those. So that's some people may have heard them as uh, refer to them as the TRXs. TRX is a brand popular brand that makes them, but the piece of equipment is a suspension trainer and you can get them from other brands. They're just as good without paying TRX prices. Uh, people may look at them and be like, Oh, it's 70, 80 bucks still. That might be a lot, but, Honestly, for any single piece of home equipment you can get, you can do, you can work out your entire body uh, and do crazy amounts of there's so much versatility that you're not going to get from buying a pair of dumbbells or from buying an ab roller or from buying some resistance bands. Uh, resistance bands are great, but the TRX um, or the suspension trainer rather, uh, definitely something that would be my top recommendation home equipment yeah that's a great idea suspension but how would you hook that up in your home great question yeah um luckily the suspension trainer people have thought of this and they've made uh door anchors that work really well um so there you go they've got all figured out instructions on the box yeah awesome yeah yeah cool um, well thanks for all the information yeah i know there's a lot of it jumbled together hopefully some of it's useful in there and i love talking about it and so hopefully hopefully uh there's people that want to listen to it yeah. yeah definitely how many days are you training or teaching right now um yeah so i got two days a week where we're doing those corporate uh group sessions um, and then on top of that, I've got a handful of clients that I'm doing, working through their individual programs, their customized programs with each week. So each week there's usually a couple check-ins each time and just kind of keeping them going on that. So yeah, a steady rate right now. And, um, it's fun. It's a lot of fun for sure. It's definitely a curveball that's been thrown at so many trainers and like, it sort of felt yeah. At first, that like, oh, there goes the fitness industry. Like, mm -hmm. what are they going to do? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was definitely like, I don't think anyone had any plans for how to like kind of adjust to that situation. And, um, but I've been looking at kind of like an opportunity to find ways to grow. And I don't think I would have thought of or had the energy or time to try and develop online offerings for clients, which I think like even when things get back to normal, I'd love to keep that going for people I can't coach in person or for people who'd prefer that option, which will probably be at a lower price point than in-person training. Right. Um, it's um, yeah, it's really cool. I love how it's forced us to innovate um, even though it hasn't been ideal. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, so now you've put together your exercise library. Do you have a website yet for your no. personal self? A website? No, I don't get that up, but um just that's another thing that's been crazy with the with the lockdown is kind of yeah week by week trying to trying to grow that side of things and be like 
you know what, I would, I would love to be unaffiliated to these other gyms. So yeah, look for it on the horizon. Uh, each week it's, it's a learning curve, but it's a lot of fun to kind of learn how to grow this thing and, and keep pushing out because I love doing this. And so, yeah, yeah. Cool. just the, just the IG for now. Yeah, there you go. So where can people reach you at? If they have questions. Yeah, definitely. So they can shoot me a message on said IG, which is K-A-D-A-I underscore strength. Um, that's the handle there, Kadai underscore strength. Um, they can also hit an email, R-A-F-M-A-L-C-O-L-M at gmail.com. That's rafmalcolm at gmail.com. And those are probably, I'd love to chat with anybody who wants to chat about this stuff because I like talking about this stuff a little bit too much, I think, sometimes. I talk people's ears off, so it's always fun. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. No, that was a lot of fun. Um, let's stay in touch. Anything that comes up, let me know. This is awesome. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more, check out simplylivefit.ca. See you next time.